Hey everyone, Rafe here. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Faces and Feels. Uh, before we jump straight into the episode, I just wanted to hit you with a quick public service announcement. Uh, promotion that's near and dear to my heart, Deathmatch Down Under, Australia's premier deathmatch wrestling company, is currently in a, the midst of a big funds drive to try and establish their own venue in Melbourne, Victoria. Now, this is a really exciting concept for me. Though I don't live in Melbourne, the idea of them having a place to put on shows regularly, to stream on IWTV, to put out more content, to help develop talent, all the things you can do when you have uh, your own location seems like a really, really exciting prospect to me. Uh, if you look at somewhere like H2O Wrestling run by Matt Tremont, that's a perfect example of what can be accomplished when you have a space like that. I imagine booking venues and doing things like that and selling the idea of bringing a deathmatch company to your venue isn't always the easiest thing to do. And so, yeah, they're trying to get that done. Uh, and they really want to make it happen this year. But in order to make that a reality, they really need your help. So please head over to 3011arena.com.au. That is 3011arena.com.au to check out all the ways you can help. They've got all sorts of packages um, and nothing goes unrewarded. So there's various tiers starting from as little as $10 making your way all the way up to $1,000 with perks and merch and uh, being part of the mural, being literally a part of the fabric of the venue, free tickets to shows. All of these things are available uh, and you'll be helping a great cause and helping a great community that they're building over there in Melbourne. So please check out 3011arena.com.au and support Deathmatch Down Under. And with that said, let's jump into the show. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. We are broadcasting to you live from the Adrenaline Zone at Adrenaline Pro Wrestling. It's the one and only Brick Shithouse. It is the one and only Jordan Sampson. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you going? I am very good. I'm stoked to finally get a chance to catch up with you. We met for the first time at, I think it was the Pit Fighter show, right? Like yeah. the, the, on the first night. Yeah, first and night then I was like, we've got, to, we've got to tee this up. So yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome, man. Absolutely. So we're, I obviously haven't had a chance to speak to you before. So we're just going to run this like the traditional format, which is when you think back to the first faces in pro wrestling that ever stood out to you. What are some of your favourites? So, like, when I first started watching, like, my f when I first started watching was, like, Survivor Series 2005. Mm -hmm. So, like, Eddie had just died. Oh. Um, like, it was just after that. Undertaker had just come back after, you know, being set on fire in the casket and stuff like that. Yeah. So, immediately, I was just, like, you know, an Undertaker guy and, like, a John Cena guy, Batista guy, like... You know, what you're meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and it was just always that. And then, like, started watching more. And, like, even though he was, like, still hated for a while, like, I was a Triple H guy. I really loved, like, Triple H and watching what he did. And yeah, so whether he was bad or good. And, like, especially, like, it was so dumb. I just loved the comedy stuff. When he was, like, you know, SmackDown, it was, like, Edge. and When Edge and Vicky were together and, yeah. like, Triple H was just being Triple H. Like, that was, like, some of the funnest times for me to watch wrestling. Yeah. Like when I was growing up and then like like the earliest thing I ever remember was like because we never had Foxtel which is like obviously in Australia one of the only ways you could ever watch wrestling yeah. up until like now. Mm -hmm. um, I remember we were on holidays in Queensland and I was like I used to get we used to go every year so I used to get excited every year because I could watch like one or two Raws. <laughs> you know and it'd be the same Raw and I'd watch it like twice in the same week mm -hmm. and like all I remember out of all those and I don't know why it's like I couldn't even match the shows on but it was like Stone Cold in the ring and there was like a podium and like obviously Stone Cold just being Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the earliest things I ever remember just yeah. from like wrestling and I still remember it like yeah. to this day. 
Yeah. And it, what, what kind of age were you sort of around this time when you were first sort of getting into it and all that kind of uh, stuff? So, oh, crap, how old was I? Uh, like 10, like 9 or 10. Yeah. Um, when I started being able to like watch wrestling full time. Mm-hmm. used to watch it with like, I had a mate who used to watch it all the time. Like he was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd have like all the DVDs and stuff like that. So then like as soon as I started watching it regularly, I used to go to, you know, Civic Video and borrow four for the, the $7 for the week or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> used to almost get, uh, like, I think it was Bad Blood 2003 every time, That's every sick, single time, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. watch, like, Michaels and Triple H, like, every <laughs> single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, like, when I started, like, really getting into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, used to have, like, compared to, like, a lot of my friends, I used to have a great memory when it came to, like, old pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Like, anything, like, Attitude Era up, I was, like, pretty... You know, on top of like history wise, and they'd be like, Didn't this happen? I'm like, Yeah, it happened here. And they'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you actually had it like a, a group of friends that were into it as well? Yeah, I had a few mates who like used to always watch it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Me and one mate, we used to always, um, we wouldn't get every pay per view, but we'd always get uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. And whoever got Royal Rumble, the other person got WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you sit there and you're, you're watching it from like nine or 10 in the morning or whatever it is. And, We'd write for Rumbles, we'd write like the list of the entrants, so, like yeah, who yeah. entered and what number, and then who got eliminated in what order. Yeah. Don't know why, but that's what we did. Um, you know, all that stuff. And then, like, you know, sit there and just like party pies and sausage rolls and just watching wrestling. And then, you know, we, you'd watch it on main event and then you'd wait a few hours and then it'd replay like a couple of hours later and you'd watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, otherwise it's going to be like six months till we get the DVD and mm-hmm. got to wait for that. Yeah, absolutely. I had that. Um I've, I've kind of on the show, I've talked about a lot how it was all VHS and stuff for me kind of getting going, but there was a brief era when I first moved to Perth, because like, I originally grew up in Geraldton, which is like four hours sort of north of there, mm. um, where I did have a couple of mates that were into it, and we used to do the same thing. It's like take the day off uni or whatever and do the main event thing and just, you know, order in pizzas and stuff and just fucking chill out and, yeah. and watch it all and that that was the best yeah. back when we used to do it because I was like I can't believe I'm actually watching it live now because yeah. I, I never had that opportunity before and it always hits different live right yeah because you, you don't know what's happening like nothing's been like spoiled for yeah you. yeah exactly like, no one's ruined it <laughs> even like before like knowing about dirt sheets and doing dirt sheet like looking at dirt sheets it'd be raw would be the next day so everything would get spoiled anyway and, like, you'd never get to watch it because it was a Monday and you'd be at school. Yeah. But Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, for at least us, always fell, like, on, uh, like, school holidays. Mm-hmm. And then I think one year it didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think we got, like, we were able to stay home from school to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that one day. Just Pulled so we some could, bullshit. <laughs> so we could watch WrestleMania. Just yeah. Because it's WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly right. It's awesome. Do you still uh, keep up with WWE now? or is I'm really bad when it comes to current events in wrestling. Yeah. I know what's going on, so, like, I see, like, everything going on, but watching-wise, like, I don't watch, like, barely any, like, wrestling. I w- I'll watch, like, ICW and IWTV and, like, H2O and stuff like that, but, like, uh, like WWE, AEW, like, I've only watched AEW through, like, a couple times, and one of those was because I was there when yeah, we were Yeah, when, <laughs> when you guys went to the show. Yeah. Did you have fun at the show? It was awesome, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's been so long seeing, like, a a live show, like a big produced live show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see. Yeah. But like when it comes to current wrestling, I'm really not up to date with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keep it on. A, lot, a lot of it as well comes down to like the time commitment almost required, right? Because yeah. it's like there's so many shows and this thing. Like yeah. with AEW, I try and keep on top of Dynamite, you know, like watch that whenever. It's almost impossible to fit Rampage into my week because yeah. like between all the other stuff, like I – I watch and what little downtime it is. It's like it's enough to just keep on top of independent wrestling. Yeah. You know, and yeah, then exactly. especially like I also like uh, have a podcast that covers New Japan, so I like to keep on top of New Japan. It's like probably one of my favourite promotions. So between all of that shit, it's like there's no way I could be watching Raw every week and yeah. SmackDown and Rampage and fucking Dynamite. Like it all just, and just becomes a lot. up on it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's all on the internet. You always kind of know what's going on and then you just jump into the shows that stand out to you. It's usually the best way to get yeah. it going, right? Yeah, or well, something like interesting happens you like, I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, Bray Wyatt returning and you're like, I need to go back and watch that. Mm. I did watch the clip, eh, yeah. of like, you know, the, the 
Funhouse characters coming to life yeah. and, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is like, this is cool. I need to watch this. And I saw the clip. I'm like, yeah, this is sick. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's something like completely different, which is really cool. So you, um, you guys are watching it. You're really enjoying it. Uh, obviously, you didn't become a professional wrestler straight away. You started doing like other physical sports and martial arts and stuff. Were you doing that all through like school and high school and stuff? Or yeah, was that so not till like, later? I wasn't like the most active. Uh, kid when it came to like school sports mm-hmm. and stuff like that like did Oz kick for a few years like I think a lot of kids tend to do like the AFL pro like programs and stuff like that um, and then like a few years off and one of my mates uh, always played rugby rugby union mm-hmm. so I ended up playing rugby union for like three or four years okay. um, doing that which was real fun um, playing with a good team and stuff like that and at this point, I'd kind of fallen out with wrestling from memory, mm-hmm. give or take, like a year or two. It was around like rock in the scene, or I kind of just stopped watching just because yeah. I wasn't like that interested in it anymore. It was starting to get too PG or whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. that it was that weird era of whatever. So, like, when rock and scene was happening, I wasn't really knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about 16, uh, really got into MMA and like kickboxing and. UFC and stuff like that. Obviously, UFC was on its that big rise that it was on all those years ago. Yeah. When like the Ultimate Fighter shows coming out and yeah. all that kind of stuffs going yeah, on. Yeah, like obsessed like with Ultimate Fighter. I used to love watching Ultimate Fighter and yeah, all that stuff. Um, like the Australian one was coming and everything like that. Um, so I decided to like try find someone to do like kickboxing MMA, and it just so happened I had a few other mates that wanted to do it all at the same time, mm-hmm. and one a couple of them had already started. So I was just like, cool, let's go do it. Convinced mum and dad to sign the uh, permission slip to do it. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, being underage, you got to get permission to do dumb things. Yeah. Um, and then used to get on a bus four or five times a week just from home to Cranbourne, mm-hmm. uh, which is like 25 minutes-ish or 20 minutes on the bus. And then train like four or five nights a week doing kickboxing and MMA. Saturdays doing sometimes like two sessions a day. I just kind of dived right into it and just got completely obsessed and like pretty much everyone I started training with had dropped off by the time I was starting to do fights and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with your, you were actually, what were you doing, like semi-professional or like, because you were, you were competing, right? Yeah, so I had about 14 or 15 like semi-amateur fights, mm-hmm. uh, flew up to Queensland a couple of times. My first fight I got flown, we uh, flew to Darwin for. Oh, really? Which was a really cool experience because never got to bend to Darwin either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flew up to Darwin. And, like, first kickboxing fight was in Darwin. Uh, and then I did a heap of stuff for, like, it's an international organisation. It's called Waco. Okay. Um, it's really big in, like, Europe and other countries around the world. And it was just, like, starting up mm-hmm. in Australia. So I did a lot of stuff with them. We competed at, like, the Arnold Classic, like, two years in a row. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, like stuff like that. Ended up winning a like a state title from uh, with K one kickboxing. Okay, um, which was pretty much it was like one of my last fights. I think it was like my f- second last fight I ever had. Uh-huh. Fought for a national title a couple of times as yeah. well, mm-hmm. um, and then just yeah, life changed. Yeah. <laughs> life changed a fair bit. Um, ended up getting married pretty young, had a house, stuff like that, and then just kind of fell out of love with, like, fighting. Mm-hmm. And because, obviously, it's quite a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. To uh, keep doing it when you're not enjoying it isn't quite the smartest thing to do. No, no, absolutely. I, I imagine, like, to be a fighter and to, like, live that life, you've got to live and breathe it, right? Like, you have to be prepared and stuff where you can get fucking hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, Like, as I said, like, I used to train, you know, four, five, six times a week, whatever. Yeah. By the end of it, I was training, like once or twice a week and like you know it's, it's not really how you stay the champion yeah, right yeah really half-assing it like mm-hmm. i just i had mates who were getting like some really cool like pro fights and stuff like that um in mma um like my the coach i used to have who now lives uh ended up moving to like england or ireland or something like that mm-hmm. um used to train brian ebersole mm-hmm. um had it we had a really good like fight team of guys mm-hmm. who all wanted to fight and all trained really hard and were all really good so, like, it was a very competitive room, obviously. So, like, if you, if you messed up or you weren't there, it wasn't going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that it reminds me of, like, a quote. Um, I watched these documentaries on Netflix called Untold. Have you seen them? Uh, 
yeah, I think I've seen a couple. Mm. Yeah, I think there, was, there was one about like the Australian team that won the America's Cup. Yeah, and like about the captain that like sort of dedicated his entire existence to like yeah. essentially defeating the the New York Yacht Club team or whatever that had been undefeated for like 135 years, yeah. you know. And once he eventually beat it and they brought the cup back home to Perth and stuff like that, he kind of didn't defend it. They're like, you're not going to be like in the Australian team defending it. And he said, well, I'm content. He's like, and content people don't win championships. You know, yeah. like he's like, yeah, I needed to be hungry and obsessed and it needed to be the only thing in my life, but it's not anymore. Like yeah. I've ticked it off now and now I can sort of let that go. Yeah, and now so, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, and so if you sort of lose that like drive for it to be your every single existence, how could you yeah, do that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like and, and do it safely so I can completely get that. So how does it, how does it feel, A, I guess winning a title in real life and I mean like in that it's not a work so you've actually <laughs> beat another human for a championship and then uh, do you have to defend that in – Martial arts, or how does that uh, work? So, some the like the state titles and how the Waco works and everything like that. They just run like a tournament every year for their titles. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's not like something you have to defend. Yeah. But like, it was really a weird situation when I won the title. Mm. Um, I was probably in like some of the best shape I've ever been. Definitely better shape than I am now. <laughs> um, and like, I fought this guy. Uh-huh. He was a lot bigger. It was like super heavyweight division, so you could be whatever weight you wanted to be. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had this fight and like when I say I dominated the guy, like I beat him. Like yeah, okay. he, he was bleeding out the nose, everything like that. I think he honestly like hit me like three or four times. Yeah. And there were some really bad judges. Yeah. Really bad judges who actually awarded the fight to him. Really? And then like officials came up to us afterwards, like officials and com- like commissioner type of things and were like, no, this is like they 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 fucked up. Yeah. Like they fucked up big. They were like, hang on. And we, they came, yeah, they can't let that yeah, fly. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. came over and like were so sorry. Like they they were idiots. I don't know what they were doing, but they did it wrong. Yeah. Whether because it used to work on like a point system, like one point for every strike, bang bang bang. Yeah. Get that? Like we don't know whether they were hitting the wrong buttons or what, but like that was clearly like not yeah. what it was meant. It to was be. a squash match. Yeah. Like it was yeah. very clear. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was clear what was happening there. It wasn't like a you know a tie where it was like oh it could have gone either way and then. It like oh whatever yeah, it was you physically clearly, dominated this person yeah it yeah. was clear who the winner was so i had a really weird experience it was really cool yeah and like um it felt really nice if like to win something just purely on like hard work and stuff like that but it was a little tainted at but the it was sort time. of after that moment like you're in the ring and you're expecting it to be like and the winner is but instead it was like and it's this guy and you're like what the fuck yeah like, and it was what the fuck i'm going home done yeah Pack you're pissed bags. off and then they come running after you like here's your belt and yeah. you're like sorry what like yeah yeah, yeah exactly. pretty much it it was like what the fuck was that drank some water started packing my bag ready to go within like 10 minutes of like the flight, i'm finishing i'm not fighting yeah. for this company anymore. like, like yeah, I'm, this d- I'm leaving i'm done yeah, yeah. and then bang which was probably like half the reason I ended up falling out of love with like fighting and stuff like that, just because of weird stuff. Like a little that. bit easy to for this kind of bullshit yeah. to go on. Weird, weird stuff happens in any world, you know. Yeah, like mm-hmm. happens in fighting, it happens in wrestling, mm-hmm. it all happens. Yeah, exactly right. It can can all be a work sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess you start falling out of love with fighting. You're not really. Uh, not really having to worry about that anymore. You're you're married. You're starting your new life. So then, how do you go about starting to train for professional wrestling, which is like a long time love of yours? Do you just start getting back into it, and you're like, well, maybe I could do that? Or- yeah. So I'm quite lucky in my, the fact that my, my wife loves wrestling as well. Oh, that's cool. Um, and used to grow up watching it and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we deliberately timed our wedding to be in March, mm-hmm. so we could be in America. In April for WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> I think did we did we speak about this over the weekend? How I th- think yeah, you guys kind of got like did that WrestleMania weekend, and like my wife and I got married double or nothing weekend in Vegas. Possibly, yeah. We I think we about, about, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like we got married, and then we spent like a week at home mm-hmm. just doing nothing as you do, mm-hmm. and then flew to America uh, for the second New Orleans one, so yeah. like thirty three or thirty four, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. 
spent like did LA, did Vegas, and then flew to New Orleans for like a whole week of just WrestleMania How like cool. shenanigans. Yeah, because it's it like takes over the city, right? So it's everywhere insane. you go is just yeah. Yeah, we hopped in like an Uber, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I was just driving around last night, and Goldberg was in here." Yeah. I had to push the seat all the way back and he still didn't fit. Like, <laughs> and he's in this big, you know, American SUV yeah, bloody yeah, monster yeah. thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, like, so we spent like a week in New Orleans just watching wrestling and we did, when I said we did everything, we are at Access and I used to just sit, I was sitting there like watching NXT the whole time. So cool. Because, you know, it, it was a cool opportunity because you've seen guys that went on normal NXT, like our, Austin Theory was on it. Yeah. Because he was with Progress or whatever at the time. So I saw him wrestle and, like, everything like that. And then Hall of Fame and, uh, yeah, Hall of Fame, TakeOver, Mania, so cool. Raw, SmackDown. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. And then, like, it it was starting to, like, after that weekend, like, obviously, uh, Daniel Bryan returning, which was, like, a yeah, huge storyline. Yeah, yeah. Huge storyline at the time. So, like, the fire, like, started burning again of, like, the passion of enjoying it and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, came home and then it was probably a year later. I was, like, contemplating it literally for a year. Like, you know, where can I train? What can I do? How do I, like, how do I go about this? Do I do I want to do this? Yeah. And then it just kind of came down to uh, Adrenaline Pro Wrestling posted a, uh, a tryout thing and a guy I went to prep with mm-hmm. um, shared it because he was wrestling with them. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just like, you know what, fuck it, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just go. And it's almost like the rest is history, but yeah. there's so much in between. You so know? for your first trial or, or trade day, did you rock up to this building we're singing here right now? No, or we, did we were in a, uh, a different building just down the road okay. uh, that was definitely a lot smaller than what this building is now. Right, right. And the roof was hell, a hell of a lot lower. <laughs> I, if you, you stood on the top rope, you were touching the roof. So, yeah, like, yeah. you know, one of those nice buildings. But it was great. Um yeah, did the tryout. I was, like, really nervous about doing the tryout because it was like, oh, what if they don't, like, select me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens, blah, blah, blah. I really want to do this. And then, obviously, things went my way and started training with a bunch of great people. Um, Jason Crash was, uh, like, a, a head trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Law took a lot of training sessions as well, who, guys who have been around the business for, like, such a long time. And, yeah, just it was awesome. That's sick, man. It's, it's really cool. And, like, obviously now, like, how long ago was that now? And you're still wrestling with adrenaline? So I started training February, March of 2019 mm-hmm. uh, and then debuted my f- first match uh, September that year. Yeah, okay. So it was about, like, a six-month turnaround from starting to train to first match. Yeah. And then I think I had a month off in between because I was on holidays as well. Yeah. At some point, so it was about five months of... In-ring training bef- and then had a match. Then Funny enough, up. with uh, the guy I went to prep with. <laughs> so it was kind of like a really cool, like, full circle, yeah. like, moment, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, all the COVID stuff happened. So then, you know, that's decreased probably the amount of matches that you could actually have. Uh, and then how long is it before York convinces you to do a death match? <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah. He's made my wife hate me so much. <laughs> so she's not about the death matches. No, then? she's definitely not about the death matches. Uh, needless to say, she's seen some clips. Yeah, she's seen some clips of death matches and what I've done in them, and she hates me every single time. And um, yeah, so like, what was it? We came back. The world was shut down. You know, for God knows how long, especially here in Melbourne. Like it was. A horrible time in Melbourne. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, you know, the nanny state all over. Yeah. Um, shit. So, like, 2019, so 2020. So, end of 2020, we ran a show right at the end of the year mm-hmm. as, like, a big... We'll move in the factory. So, the factory was moving. So, we wanted to do a big, like, blow-off of goodbye to the factory, you know? This is the last time we're going to run shows in here. And we ran... We used to run breakouts in there, which is, like, our up-and-coming show. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that and we're like oh, we need to do a blow York had moved across from Perth obviously during COVID mm-hmm. got stuck here hadn't wrestled for like a year 18 months mm-hmm. um, and comes in and then we get booked in just a normal match um, we blow each other up tremendously <laughs> we, we hate watching the match back we really don't like watching that match back yeah. but we kind of had some cool chemistry in the match like you know for 
it was my first match I reckoned almost for that whole year because yeah. of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we had a really cool match just on like a, you know, in front of 30, 40 people, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then I think we shut down again mm-hmm. and then we opened again. We started running some main, like we started running in this new factory. I uh, was lucky enough to pick up like the breakout title, which was like the main title. It's that one over there hanging off that, that bag, is it? That big shiny belt hanging yeah. off the bag over there. Um, I was lucky enough to pick that up um, and represent like the breakout division and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the time, just because of all how the world was, I almost was representing the company with it, mm-hmm. um, just because of other things going on. Um, we ran a few shows, and yeah, I was on top of the world. I was, you know, winning title like just having fun with wrestling, like having a really good time. Mm -hmm. Come to February this year, Mm -hmm. and I get a message. The show's on a Friday. I get a message on a Sunday afternoon. I'm driving around with the wife. I think we're looking at display homes for some reason because she she just likes looking at them. Who doesn't? (laughs) Wants to dream, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then my phone goes off, and it's like, hey, buddy. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. Is it a classic York voice message or is it a text? No, it wasn't. York hadn't discovered the voice message yet. So it was just written. Um, I think we just killed Yorkie in the background. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and it's this message. It's like, how do you feel about doing a street fight on Friday? Because I hadn't had anything planned for the show. Street fight. Yeah. 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 These ones. Yeah, yeah. Air quotes. Big air quotes. Yeah. It was like street fight. But there might be some tubes and some other stuff. And I'm like, oh... Yeah, all right, let's just do it, whatever. What's the story? Blah, 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 let's do it. Mm-hmm. So in a few days' notice, we rock up to, uh, I think it was the training on a Tuesday. We're talking about it. And as everyone knows, I wrestle barefoot. And I was just like, cool, that's fine. I'll, I'll wrestle, I'll you know, wear a pair of jeans and some shoes and stuff because it's a death match and there's going to be glass. Yeah. And uh, good old Joel Bateman turns around and goes, no, you're not. And I went, excuse me? And he goes, you got to wrestle at bare feet. And I'm like, no, I don't. And he goes, yeah, you do. So we had a back and forth about it, and I was still very on the fence about it. Comes to the show the Friday night, and then York looks at me, and Joel looks at me, and they go, are you doing it barefoot? And I'm like, oh, I guess I guess I am. Fuck, here we go. Um, We're getting incoming hot scoops coming through this that I will edit out later. <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? This can go wherever it wants. Yeah. I've been told to remind everyone that my third ever match was a, a last man standing match against my coach for a re- another company where I ended up going through a door off the, top of, off the side of the ring to the floor and permanently busting my sciatica. So now I have sciatic problems everywhere we go. Uh, but, you know, just another side note. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this motherfucker. So that was my okay. first taste okay. of uh, dumb stuff. Right, so that was the very first. That was the first inkling of, hey, the, let's do dumb things. The sip of the dumb bitch juice. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and then there was, another, there was a normal, there was a street fight in yeah. between there mm-hmm. where, like, most, I think the most pointy thing was some tacks and yeah. took a tack bump and stuff like that. I had shoes on for that one, though, because okay. I was like, hey, it's straight. I can get away with yeah, wearing yeah, yeah. some shoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, it comes to the Friday and it's like, you got to do a barefoot. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. So we go out and me and York somehow pull off 25 minutes of just utter crazy bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, I swear. Um, and we just obliterate each other with light tubes and we brawl and almost get thrown onto the road and go through the building. And he goes, you're going to have the deathmatch bug. You're going to get bitten. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's going to be fine. And he sees me after the show and, you know, we're bleeding and there's glass on my foot because I'm barefoot and, you know, all the fun stuff. And he goes, you're going to do it again? And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe. We'll see what happens. And he's like, pesters me. And he's like, message every couple of days, like, are you going to do it again? 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 And I'm just like, we'll see how it goes. Like, maybe once in a blue moon, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue, I was just messaging one day. I'm like, I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. Because you've been thinking about it. All yeah. I can think about now is death matches and everything like that. And I turned around to Joel and I was just like, you need to book me in a death match. Yeah. And he goes, maybe. We'll see what happens. So, like, pretty much from February... This year has just been a crazy year. I started working for DMDU mm-hmm. before, like, this year I hadn't done a match for DMDU. And I think now out of the whole year I've missed two of their shows um, straight away. So it went from that to 
me, York, and Xavier Black having a triple threat at War Games mm -hmm. deathmatch where, you know, we went crazy because we could. Mm -hmm. And I disappeared between two rings after getting suplexed <laughs> off the top. <laughs> Psychotic. Which was really fun. Um, <laughs> my wife loved seeing that clip. Oh. Um, everyone loves seeing that clip, let's be fair. Um, but, yeah, and then it was... I had no idea what was next after that triple threat. Like, it was just like, let's just do it. I was a feeling I wasn't even meant to be in that match. Someone had to pull out because of other situations. And Joel turn, sends me a message and he goes, do you want to do a death match next week? Yeah, all right, done. Whatever, yeah, let's do let's it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go hard. And then, yeah, I had no one, didn't know where I was going to go. And then, obviously, if you've seen it, like, after the match, Aaron jumps in the ring and announces all three of us for Dream. Mm-hmm. Which was just like so. The you next. didn't even, you didn't even know that you were gonna be in the tournament either. No, I had no idea whatsoever about being in Dream. I'd kind of hoped I would be in yeah. Dream because mm -hmm. like they hadn't announced anything yet. But like before then, I had no idea I was going to be in it. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, before we we'll jump onto Dream and stuff, let me let me talk to you a little bit about the logistics of the barefoot thing because I know York and and Joel had kind of said like they had seen obviously you and knew you were special for your reasons and obviously you wrestle how you do. But they were also like, if this guy actually commits to this, like that's something crazy that nobody does and that is a star-making thing, right? So yeah. I personally, I can't stand barefoot wrestling. It worries me way too much. I'm like so fucking paranoid about it, which I think lends to it, right? Yeah. Because then people are so... How is it actually though? Are you getting to the point now where your feet have been through so much that it now just glass bounces off them. Kind of uh, no. No. <laughs> no. So, I'm absolutely not. It still sucks. It, it still sucks. It doesn't suck in the moment. What sucks is afterwards and then the week after. So fast forward a fair bit. I've been limping all week uh, with holes in my feet from the ICW weekend from glass getting stuck in them and nails and the better nails. I oh, have a, my God. God. One of my heels is punctured. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's a funny story behind that too. Mm -hmm. One of my heels is uh, punctured and bruised because when I took the sister Abigail into the barbed wire carpet strip, yes. absolute fuckery of a thing mm -hmm. that I regret so much. <laughs> my foot shit whipped around and landed on the nail board. Oh. Uh, so I went heel first and the nail board with no control whatsoever. Fuck. But yeah, so... They've definitely gotten tougher, mm -hmm. but it doesn't exactly repel the glass that well. <laughs> Have you considered more wrapping, I guess? <laughs> There's only so much you can do. There's only Otherwise, so you're much coming wrapping. in with like little booties of bandages. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> you may as well wear shoes. That yeah, morning. exactly. So I'm sure it'll get to a point one day where I decide enough is enough. And it'll probably be when I have to get stitches in my feet or something dumb yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That will be the point of... I think it's time for shoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but till then, we're having fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can still make enough of an impact like to start with that then, you know, you can go from there. Um, yeah, I think it would fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has its moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hitting the ropes hurts a lot. Jumping off the ropes hurts a lot. <laughs> Dude, jumping off the ropes, um, how's your side? Because I saw when you came out of the ring with the last match with York of the of the tour... <laughs> Taking that, that shit into the pile of chairs and your side was like bruised. Yeah, the yeah. Tim Tam side slam. Yes. Yeah, I've taken that thing three times now. Yeah. Um, each time that. into more fuckery. Yeah. Um, my forearm is bruised Ooh, like a dude. motherfucker. Yeah, that's savage. Um, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, no. That's a that's a move and a half to take. Yeah. And uh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Look. <laughs> Bad. It looks very bad. And the ropes, people are going to see this when it goes live on IWTV, but the ropes on that last ring were not good. No. They were sus. And I was just like, get down. Like, <laughs> abandon this now. Yeah, like, yeah I'll, I'll, I was trying to, trust me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, no, no. And away we went. Yeah. And there was a big pile of chairs to catch us yeah. falling. Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, okay, we fast forward then. You get announced for Dream and you're, you're in a deathmatch tournament. Your, your, your deathmatch career is on fast forward at this stage. Yeah. So, yeah, you're now in a deathmatch tournament. How was that for you? Uh, that was insane. It was just such a cool, like, night and moment and just, like, 
Jimmy Lloyd was there. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, especially, like, my my knowledge of independent wrestling isn't, like, great. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard Jimmy Lloyd got announced, I was like, oh, better go do some research. And, like, one of the coolest guys, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And is just insane in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, does stuff you could not believe that he can do. And he just pulls it out like it's just another Tuesday, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just all over. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, yeah, so, like, Dream comes around and I'm like... Cool, I wonder who I'm going to wrestle and, you know, what's the stipulation going to be? And then it gets announced and it's Camby, mm-hmm. like one of the nicest people in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's Camby and it's Light True Blunacy 2, which York and Bateman did the year before. Absolutely. And, you know, set the bar sky high. Mm-hmm. And then you give it to two guys who have everything to prove and mm-hmm. me and Camby. And we just went batshit. <laughs> I'm sure the wife loved that one as well. Uh, yeah, that was about two weeks of recovery from that one. That was a lot of blood. I stuck to the sheets every night for a while. <laughs> is she, uh, at this stage, is she becoming a full-time medic or is she just like, you're on your own? You're uh, like an idiot. <laughs> she says I'm on my own till I need her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then it's, I need your help. Can you get this glass out of my foot that's uh, stuck in my foot or my back or? Can you take the glue off me now? <laughs> I'm yeah, sick of yeah. being glued up. <laughs> exactly. You're se- she's essentially becoming a combat medic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's emergency. Can you just stop this bleeding, please? Exactly. And is, that, is she d- getting desensitized to it or hating uh, you more every time? No. Every time I think she's getting desensitized to it, mm-hmm. the next time I come home, she's really mad at me. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> Dude. But... I, I have this habit of going really hard and doing really dumb things. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I took a step back, she'd probably love me more, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> so... <laughs> this is the balance. This is the balance. <laughs> this is the balance. This is it. And, I mean, like, while Dream was happening, DMDU decided to run their side project in the Mad Earth Society. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, um... Like you were the champion of, the which Mad Earth Society the, champion. I am the Mad Earth Society champion. <laughs> which I don't think is aired on YouTube yet, but it happens, I swear. Yeah. Um, have a beautiful belt with it as well. So while all this is going on, all the deathmatch stuff is happening and normal wrestling, like I'm wrestling for APW every show or mm-hmm. at least trying to, mm-hmm. they go, hey, let's wrestle in a barbershop on a Wednesday night. All right, let's do it. Um, like you spoke to Joel and Hawko mm-hmm. about it I and did, stuff yeah. like that, like... The dumbest idea possible, yeah. but it's some of the most fun I ever have wrestling. Yeah, I would like, I wish someone like that was in Perth, you know. That's the kind of stuff I would go to all the time. It'd just be so fun. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like some of the best, like the people are the best at the shows because they know like what the shows are. Yeah, yeah. They like, get the, they the get gimmick it. and the they joke. They get it. And, yeah. um, and it's not like people don't judge it because they know it's just fun. Yeah. And, like, it's a cool way to, like, do something on a Wednesday night and blow off some steam and wrestle. Yeah. Because like, in Australia, you don't get to wrestle on a Wednesday night. No. You, don't, you get to wrestle, like, a Friday and a Saturday if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, lucky. Exactly. And nobody's, like, really going to get fucking hurt or anything like that, you know, because it's a, it's a laugh and it's some stuff and it's a fight at a bar or a barbershop or whatever it may be. And it's, the, there's know. the headbutt tab. <laughs> the the oh. headbutt bar tab. So whoever gets the loudest... Headbutt on the night gets a fifty dollar bar tab, so that's a thing. They that happens. Need to stop with the headbutts. Like no, head, headbutts are fun. What are you talking about? York yeah. loves headbutts. Headbutts are concerning. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Headbutts for days. Have you guys ever heard of a little man named Shibata? Because yes. <laughs> that has left me <laughs> fucked up over headbutts to this day. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> that motherfucker was the best, and it fucking destroyed his life. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that was a particularly extreme headbutt. Yeah, yeah. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just all fun. Like matters, great to do. Yeah, I get to be the champion. Mm-hmm. I get to wrestle death matches. I get to wrestle normal matches, mm-hmm. which is like what I really enjoy. Like I enjoy all aspects of wrestling. Like I'm not trying to pigeonhole myself into you know just being a death match guy. Mm-hmm. I think people are already trying to do that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely just want to keep wrestling like yeah. wrestling as a whole like, just follow the opportunities yeah. and where you're having fun yeah exactly do whatever i want to do mm-hmm. like whether it be tag team matches whether it's you know goddamn scramble matches um <laughs> you know wrestling for a title wrestling a death match wrestling in a bar you know wrestling on a beach or god no, like whatever it is like yeah. i want to do it because mm-hmm. it's fun mm-hmm. 
And that's what wrestling is. Yeah. For me, it's just fun. And you're like where you had fallen out of love with mixed martial arts. You've fallen in love with wrestling and you're finding that fun. Yeah, again, exactly. You know? yeah. Like, it's just fun. Like, I don't take, I try not to take myself seriously. Mm-hmm. And like, people can probably definitely see that um, with how I portray myself sometimes. Um, but like, the moment I take it seriously, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Like, I, I, people are like, my day job, my, my shoot job, uh, <laughs> don't understand it half the time. They're like, oh, go to America and just wrestle in America. I'm like, yeah, but then it's a job and it's a chore. And, like, mm-hmm. I know other people do it and they want to do it, but, like, I'm just having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I not want to have fun and just keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, like, kind of like a side hustle that you've got going and you're enjoying it and you're clearly somebody that, like, has no problem putting in the work for something that they enjoy. So in while you're enjoying it, then that's the best time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put in the hard work now and hopefully just, you yeah. know, see have fun for the rest of it and yeah. see what happens. Exactly. And, like, the scene that's, like, being built here is, like, becoming really special, like, and with everything Deathmatch Down Under is doing. And I mean, Adrenaline obviously has their own space. Deathmatch Down Under is creating their own space. You've got these homes you can go to and yeah. do all this stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. and everyone's a family and, like, everyone, like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I keep saying. But, like, it's true. It's It's fun. Like... Yeah. If it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. Then, you, then you're looking at something else. Yeah, like, like exactly. I'm, look, I'm looking for something else to do. Yeah, it doesn't matter like how good I am or mm-hmm. whatever, or how people, good people think I might be. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to be fun for me, it's going to translate straight away. Yeah, because I'm just not going to care. That's it. Exactly. It's not going to come come through, and like people can tell. Yeah, you know, exactly. When you're half-assing stuff. And exactly. And also in stuff like this, people get hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not going to half-ass it and hurt someone. Or, yeah. You know, people pay money to come see us. We're lucky enough that, like, we get to be those guys we dreamt of. You know, I'm lucky enough I get to be a pro wrestler. Like, yeah. I am a pro wrestler who people will pay to come to a show and watch us wrestle. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Why wouldn't I give them my all whenever absolutely. I can? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it's already taken you places. Like, I mean, you just said, you know, people at work being like, why don't you go to America? You did. You know, yeah. And how was that experience? York took me through his experience, which was not great because uh, <laughs> he nearly fucking died. But for you, you didn't almost die. So how was it? No, I had a great time in America. <laughs> I, I I didn't get cop any infections or you know almost die in a car. It's yeah. fine. Um, no, America was a really cool experience. That was once again like a really last minute planned experience mm-hmm. of like we were, we were drinking beers after the second matter show. Yeah. And Joel's like, I'm going back in September. And then York looks at me and goes, we're going. And I'm like, I'm not going to America. Like, don't be dumb. I've yeah. been wrestling for like three years. Yeah. I've done two death matches because Dream hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to America. Don't be dumb. And then he didn't shut up like anything else. <laughs> and then like, it just kind of happened. The timing was like, the timing was perfect for it. I had enough money to be able to afford to do it, luckily, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um and it was just timing, and it was like, all right, let's just fucking do it. Let's go. And then, yeah, like, the next thing I know, we're, you know, booking flights to America, and it's like, oh, fuck, this is actually happening. Yeah. You know, and me, York, and Bateman are messaging each other, like, oh, this we've got to do this. I've got to go get an international driver's license because I've got to go drive in America. Like, i got to yeah. drive a car around. And it's like, oh, you've got your booking here and here and here and just trying to sort it all, like, logistics. Thank God, Joel, like, Took control of a lot of it, became wrestle dad, like yeah. he truly lives up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a really like fun time. Mm-hmm. So like we fly into Detroit, spend a few days just hanging out, doing nothing, trying to not be jet lagged because mm-hmm. you know the time difference sucks. Mm-hmm. We wrestled uh, Horror Slam on the Friday night. Me and York were lucky enough to tag against uh, Hello Hardbody and uh, Remington Raw mm-hmm. for Horror Slam, and mm-hmm. you know beat ourselves up pretty good because. We don't know anything other than going as hard as we can because we're not used to wrestling multiple shows on a weekend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so we go hard. I, I, I'm still recovering from Dream at this point. Like I've still got cuts that will open up and scars and scabs yeah. and all that stuff. I cut my hand open. I cut my chest open, you know, because we're idiots. Mm-hmm. And then bang, straight to IC, drive 10 hours that night to get to Jersey to wrestle ICW the next day. Yeah. For one, of, like, the, one of the biggest deathmatch promotions in America in the world. Yeah. Um, where we were lucky enough that Danny hadn't watched me wrestle. He just took it off uh, took it off Joel's word that I could wrestle. Yeah. 
Uh, and I got to wrestle Cass of all people, mm-hmm. you know, who's awesome. Like, it's Cass. Um, and I got to wrestle on the chains and have, like, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in wrestling, mm-hmm. let alone life in general. Yeah. And you've got that classic uh, ICW No Holds Barred crowd chant. Like, yeah. you know, the police come back and then Danny hits the ring. And, yeah, you know, I was, and I was trying to stuff. get out of the ring. I was limping. My feet were a bit sore. And <laughs> Danny goes, get back in that fucking ring. And I'm like, oh, no, I fucked up. I've done something wrong here. <laughs> this is where it's like, you're never welcome in ICW knows yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I, I fucked up. What's going on here? Yeah. And then he starts saying some really nice things about me. And that he had also never watched me wrestle before. Um, <laughs> and Joel's in the crowd and, like, I can see Joel tearing up a bit because he's a big baby and he knows it. <laughs> and so he he loves the people he loves, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so he's, he would have been so proud of you. Yeah. And obviously, you know, vouching for you as well. And then you've come through on your end, which is amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, it got to have this amazing match. And then mm-hmm. for that to happen was just, like, one of the highest highs of yeah. that whole trip. Mm-hmm. Um the next day we were in Jersey again, but we wrestled for Sean Henderson at the H2O Arena, mm-hmm. uh, where I got to wrestle Jimmy Lloyd because yep. I didn't get to wrestle him at Dream. So yep. I was like, let's wrestle Jimmy Lloyd in America awesome. for the APW Heavyweight Championship because York holds the APW Heavyweight Championship. Yep. So to wrestle for a title for the company that I got my start with mm-hmm. in another country. Yeah, was turn just, into a world belt. Like, yeah, yeah, to turn into a world belt and I got to be a part of it. It was just one of the coolest things, like, just, you know, just insanity. Like, the whole trip was insane. These uh, these moments alone are, like, worth the flights, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and if you're investing in your independent career or, like, your deathmatch career or whatever, like, being on that stage, like, in front of those cameras, like the ICW cameras yeah. and stuff like that, I mean, that's a, the most downloaded show on IWTV, you yeah. know, like, the most streamed kind of thing. It's, it's a huge platform and it, it adds a lot of credibility to what you're doing in yeah. a very short amount of time. Yeah, I'm sure I walked into that, like on the Saturday especially, I walked in there and no one probably knew who I was. Well, very little people knew who I was if they'd maybe caught up and watched Dream or, yeah. you know, were Deathmatch Down Under followers over there. And then, like, by the end of it, they were all, like, yeah. all knew who I was and what I was about, you know? Well, I mean, a lot of the people in the crowd would have been like, who's this barefoot motherfucker yeah. coming in Oh, here? no, I, I walked out that, and know? there was still glass, like, around the ring from previous... You just previ- got no sell it, like... Yeah, previous <laughs> yeah. matches and I'm walking through it and people are, like, losing their mind, like, holy fuck, he has no shoes on, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, and people are just freaking out and I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, you just got no sell it. Let's fucking yeah. do it. Absolutely, that's yeah. awesome. That's, then, that's so cool. Yeah, Monday we wrestled for, we got to wrestle for Matt Tremont mm-hmm. uh, for H2O for the Monday Night Death. I think it was volume three, I think. Yeah. I mean, York got to tag again, seeing a trend here, mm-hmm. um, against Ross and Bradley, who are, you know, monsters in their own right. Yeah. Like some of the biggest guys I've ever met in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> huge, right? Huge yeah, guys. Absolutely. Like huge guys. And we just got to go out there and beat the piss out of each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And that's you saying that. I mean, you and York aren't exactly small dudes. And then you're like, these are fucking huge guys. Yeah. 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 yeah big boys. And yeah. just insane. Insane. Yeah. So it's much fun. A whirlwind. And then, yeah, obviously, how, how concerning was it, like... York just told me the story of his injury, but for you guys, like, in the back of your mind, you're, you're obviously getting pretty worried about him at this point as well, right? Yeah, well, I, we we're starting to get to, uh, should we start faking some insurance information to get him into hospital? Yeah, or, right. You know, like, <laughs> American Health System's uh, top tier. <coughs> um, you know, certainly something you would have got looked at straight away home, but yeah. when you're overseas and, you know, everything's crazy, you're like, at what point is the point of no return? Yeah. Um, luckily, like, we booked a hotel for the night. He cleaned himself up really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, from that point, he was pretty good mm-hmm. with a real good night's sleep and, you know, a nice, clean, non-infected wound. Exactly. Not just, like, sleeping on a couch or something like that. Just yeah, or there. in the back of a van and, yeah. you know, sleeping in a car and a truck stop and with somewhere in bloody America. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Chaotic. Absolute chaos. Yeah, exactly. I've lived the tour life a bit. I used to be in a band and, like, did that for years and years kind of thing and yeah. I, I know what that life is yeah. you know and it 
It could be a lot, and you could be pretty fucking sore. And if you if you carry, I can only imagine what it's like to carry something like an open wound. Like yeah, open, and you guys are carrying many of them at the time, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is fucking so stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had we we got ourselves a pretty good first aid kit by the end of the tour. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we had it all under control by the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you know now, and then you know yeah. next time you've got a, a few more things under your yeah, hundred percent. How was the um? How was the game? Because you guys went to a Mets game. Yeah, we got to go to a Mets game, mm-hmm. which was really cool. York was asleep in the car. York was asleep in the car having fever dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I had interviewed the Kirks on their way to that game. Yeah. Daddy was in the car there, so I was a, a small part of it. That was part of the, the storyline. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys came in. So had you ever seen – well, you wouldn't have seen, like, live baseball or whatever No, I'd before. barely watched any baseball. But, you yeah, know, you're in America neither. and, yeah. like – Hey, you want to watch baseball? Yeah, all right. Let's Would've go watch baseball. Wicked vibe, right? Like, it was cool. Yeah. It was so like the stadium was really cool. It's yeah. not like it wasn't just like a plain concrete building like yeah, all yeah. our stadiums are. You know, like it was bricked out the front and big arches and um, Citibank Stadium or whatever it is. And to see like watching the Mets who ended up winning and you know, it was, was it a, their like home game as well? Like, yeah, so I was think it so. A big like Mets or, or yeah. crowd are like predominantly yeah, it was yeah. pretty predominant like a Mets crowd. That's cool. I think they re- they versed the Pirates. I think from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool like hanging out with like Casey and Brandon and uh, Danny and stuff like that. Just chilling at a baseball game in America. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. this wasn't a possibility. You know, <laughs> nine months ago, and now here we are with like. Doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to like pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So, yeah, nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now, let's get back to the interview. Has your wife watched back those shows? No, not at all. No, <laughs> she doesn't know what you've been No, <laughs> doesn't uh, want to know. She doesn't want to know. Um yeah. She's seen like whatever clips I've shared to, you know, Facebook and Instagram yeah. and stuff like that. And I'll get a message and it'll be like, I don't like that clip. <laughs> oh, no. And it's like, it's fine. It no. didn't hurt that bad. Did it take a lot? It must have taken a lot of persuasion to be like, so I'm going to go to America and bleed everywhere. Thoughts? Um, <laughs> I kind of tricked her into it. Okay. Um, it was, uh, hey, can I go to America? And it was like, oh, maybe let's look at it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, harass her, harass her. And then it was like, all right, you can go to America. Cool. Everything's booked. Get the matches booked. Oh, how many matches you got booked? Oh, like four or five, something like that. And then she goes, oh, yeah, cool. And then, like, I think it was a week or two before uh, we were going away. And, like, she just hadn't seen anything, paid attention. And then we're sitting, eating breakfast one morning, went out for breakfast, and she's there. And she goes, it was, it was after Dream. And I was, like, you know, limping and... It was pretty sore. Pretty bloody. Pretty yep. bloody. And she goes, how many of these matches in America are death matches? And I'm like, there'll be some death matches. And she goes, are you having like one? I'm like, hmm, there'll be some. And she goes, they're all death matches, aren't they? And I went, yeah, they're all death matches. <laughs> She's like, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. I get the dirt, one of the dirtiest looks I've ever received. <laughs> the hate. The hate. Oh, dude. Is she so not impressed with the because you're you're back scarring up pretty intensely at this stage? Yeah, for for only like a year of doing it, mm. I've got a pretty crazy back already, just because I do it without a shirt on for some reason. Yeah, yeah. why not? Um, yeah, she doesn't like the scars. She tries to rub bio oil and stuff into me, and I'm just like, you got to wait for him to heal first. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, that is unfortunate for yeah. you. <laughs> what would your parents say? I'm like, well, I won't show them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All they need to do is tune into one thing and they'll see it. But hey, man, 
it sounds like in a lot of ways you're living your best life, whether that conforms to what other people's is, is a yeah. completely different. Yeah, different exactly. Plan. I'm just having fun, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then obviously now we've just had these, you know, four shows in in Australia and you've been a part of this tour and stuff and what a ride, eh? The, these the four ICW shows were, tour, yeah. It's amazing. Insane. Like we uh, – I don't even know if I can't – no, I knew about it before we went to America. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I don't think anything had been announced yet yeah. or it was like, you know, the inklings of stuff happening um, before that and then got to meet like so many people over there anyway. So like, and then they're coming over here. It's like you get to see all your friends again and stuff like that. And I think initially I was only booked for like, say, one of the matches for the ICW tour for one of the shows and then it went to two and then it went to three and then it was four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like... All right, you're wrestling all four shows. Do you, are you sure you want to do it? Fuck yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> Let's do some dumb shit. <laughs> Which you did. <laughs> I saw it happen. Yeah. It was some fun shows. Yeah. And I got to wrestle in the pit, which was like right up my alley, and I yeah. fucking loved it. Exactly the right. It was like a really cool experience. Was that your favorite match of the weekend? Or? Oh, n- uh, no, I got to wrestle Xavier, who I've known since I started wrestling. In his first ever ICW match. In right? his first IC, ever ICW match. So funny enough, me and York are going in there and we're like, me, York and Bateman are the only ones who ever wrestled in the trains from Australia, mm-hmm. which is a weird experience when I'm more experienced than someone. Yeah, so now you're the, <laughs> now you're the vet suddenly. Yeah, yeah. yeah somehow I'm, <laughs> I'm the vet for the Australians in the chains. Xavier's been like wrestling for a long time, right? For yeah, a while, he's been wrestling that. like 12 years. Yeah, okay. Um, and he was always around when I first started wrestling, mm-hmm. but we never had a match. And I looked at him after the after the show on Saturday. I'm like, you know what's funny to think about? And he's like, what? And I'm like, our first ever singles match together was a death match. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought three years ago that that was what the outcome yeah. was going to be? For ICW's no for, hold barred. For ICW <laughs> in the chains. In the chains. That's nuts. Which, absolute insanity. Yeah. Insane. I, just, I can't believe the whole weekend happened, let mm. alone like some of the matches and the moments. Like, you know, everyone always says wrestling's about the moment. And it is like that whole weekend was a moment. The people, the fans, the wrestlers, like everything. Absolutely, absolutely. What what a way to to run a tour and for just such an amazing weekend and the way it all ended up and like I would say, a screaming success. And they're about to go live, you know, next few days. So yeah, I can't wait to watch them back. I haven't seen other than random clips. I haven't seen anything back yet. Yeah. So like, and um, there would have been stuff that you guys missed because you're prepping for stuff. You didn't see everybody's matches, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. Like I, I know, like the Saturday night, I, I think I saw like a couple of the matches because someone may have had bleeding feet and had to, you know, <laughs> oh, fix some feet up and get some toes glued from cuts. But it's fine. Oh, so God. I might have missed a few things that night. Yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, what? Can't wait to watch them all back. Yeah, well, I can let you know that. It was all fucking killer, so you're going to have a pretty great time. I can't wait to watch him back myself because obviously, like, when you're in the crowd, you're just watching it kind of from your angle or people end up brawling in the crowd. You can't see everything and stuff yeah. like that, so it's going to be really cool. And I think the world, like, is going to be talking yeah. about those matches. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who no one knew about before yeah. this weekend that but now. everyone is going to fucking know about them now. Like, so many people who deserve it too. Like, people who have been putting in hard work for so long mm-hmm. and, like, now have eyes on him, yeah. and like will always have eyes on him. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did it for you, right? So yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Somehow it worked for me. I yeah. don't know how, but it, it did. <laughs> now, that's that's what you want, man. So tell me a little bit about adrenaline. Since we're here in the adrenaline zone, you have a tag championship match tonight. Isn't uh, it, or? I, I this will not be going yeah, I was out gonna before. Say, yeah, I'm I was not. Like, I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler, spoiler. Yes, I'm wrestling for the tag titles tonight against BDE, mm-hmm. who I happened to wrestle last weekend for the tag titles. So I'm going to try and avenge. But avenge yeah, you've my got boss. a new partner tonight. Right? I've got a new partner tonight in uh, the good old KV Kid Valiant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. I'm actually super interested to see you guys as a team. I feel like that's a really cool dynamic between you two. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure some stuff out. Exactly, pick him up and throw him around. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just lawn dart him at everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'll, that'll work. Yeah, you know? it's just like having a weapon. Yeah, he so. doesn't need to jump. I'll just throw him. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you probably can. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's gonna be a really cool team and I think the entire oh the service here at Adrenaline Pro. 
coffee. Yeah. What more do you want? In exactly. Your life? He keeps they keep delivering me black coffee, which is going to be awesome, and also going to keep me awake long enough to be through all the show and exactly because <laughs> it's going to be a good show. Fuck, but I've been feeling it, man. This is but we've been kicking on this yeah. tour. Like you know, we we landed the morning of the Pit Fighter show, yeah, and it's just been. Out every night since, and not that yeah. much sleep. So. I, I I kept myself pretty tame. Yeah, I was pretty tired for most of the show. Well, I mean, you, you're also like wrestling fucking matches and stuff. So I'm like psychos like York, who's like, I had three hours of sleep a day for yeah. for like the thing. That's most normal people, for him though. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, but most people need to fucking actually. Uh, I, I really rest. enjoy my bed, and I like sleeping in my bed and going home to the dogs and the wife. And, yeah, you know. exactly. I'm starting to learn I don't like being awake. Yeah, like it's not a thing I like to do. I don't. I like to be asleep. Yeah, yeah. I like it better. And also, I'm not even sure I like alcohol anymore. That's where I'm at at the end of this tour. We went to a, a fucking gin festival last night. Guess oh. what isn't good? Gin. It's terrible. Don't I have love it. gin. Yeah, until you drink it nonstop after a weekend of on the pit. Uh, yeah, fair call. They were like, there was no mixes or anything. It's like, Ooh, okay. just taste this and absorb the gin goodness. And I'm yeah. like, there's none to be found. Yeah, that, that would have been a bit rough. <laughs> Dude, i <laughs> I feel absolutely terrible. So, obviously, it's a, it's a secret now, but this episode will not be out. Like, I need to get back to Perth, and I, I'll be honest, I have a bazillion podcasts in the back that I need to get out. But uh, it's BDE, it's for the Adrenaline Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship. It's obviously something you've had your eye on, considering you had another partner. Yeah. Now you've traded out for KV. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you been uh, had your eye on the titles, and, and what's the what's the game plan here? I just want to collect all the belts in Adrenaline. All I'll, the belts? I'll, I'll, I'll take them all. I'll, I'll make sure Ooh. of it. I'm well, getting I'm, a weird look right now. I know. York overheard that. He's yeah. feeling like there's a bullet on his back. He should be used to it. He's the champion. Now he's trying to. Now he's yeah. pulling on the vet card. He should know. Like you've always got a target on your back as the champion. Yeah. So I just want to walk around with all the belts and all the shiny things. You know. There you go. Just collect them like a magpie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Build a big nest of belts <laughs> to live in. Yeah. Just make my bag really obnoxiously heavy. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Just keep collecting above. I think that's the goal of every pro wrestler. So I, I think your uh, priorities are in the right place. Yeah. Belts and fun. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. And your <laughs> wife won't be mad at all when she comes home and the bed's full of belts and yeah. bloody wounds. Yeah. <laughs> bloody clothes and title belts. It's exactly. Fine. That's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Exactly right. So um, tell the people where to find you on social media, my man, so they, oh, uh, they can get it. Is there somewhere they can buy your merch? You've got one of the coolest shirts going in progress. Oh, well, thank I you. Um, my, I'm really lazy, so my merch is available at shows. <laughs> um, so come see me at shows and buy my merch. Um, York's mad at Twitter, but I'm on Twitter still. I think it's uh, Jordan Samson ninety five on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Jordan Samson PW on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, but I barely use it um, because it's the shits and it annoys me. <laughs> Fair and it's a lot easier to use Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Um, and then yeah, that's what I'm on. <laughs> so that's it. He's in those places. You can find him collecting all the belts in the world and having the best time, basically. Pretty much, yeah. That's it. Having a fun time and collecting belts, let's do it. Exactly, and dodging heat from the wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hiding all the cuts and bruises. Yeah, as best you possibly can. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. Dude, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. We'll have to do it again another day. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more coming from Jordan Sampson before I know. (laughs) It's like I've got 10 more titles to win and another tour of the world to fit in somehow. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but but he's going to do it. We'll make it work. (laughs) Absolutely. Fastest rising fucking, you know, star in deathmatch, I reckon. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome to see what you can accomplish, my man. So everybody out there, make sure you follow the dude. Make sure you check out Adrenaline Pro Wrestling, deathmatch down under, and ICW No Holds Barred, and... For Face and Feels and for the Brick Shit House, Jordan Sampson. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Yo, thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast, or just head straight to our link tree, linktr.ee slash FacesFeelsCast to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. 
You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favourite podcast providers, find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. A banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify, and now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestling, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Vinyls and Violence, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalized Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something.